Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Commas Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today, we're talking to team boss member and professional runner for New Balance, Danny Jones. She was a very highly requested guest, and I'm super excited to have her on. She ran for University of Colorado Boulder for the Buffs, had a very successful career there. So we talk about that in the podcast, dealing with losing her last season of NCAA eligibility just due to COVID and the transition into professional running and what it's been like for her so far and future goals and whatnot. So stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by Inside Tracker. Do you want to run farther and faster and recover quicker and easier? Do you want to feel healthier than you've ever felt before? You need to make a change. And that's what Inside Tracker is all about. Founded by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometric data from MIT, Tufts, and Harvard, Inside Tracker is a personalized health and wellness platform like no other. What's their secret? First, Inside Tracker uses its patented algorithm to analyze your body's data and offer you a clearer picture than you've ever had before of what's going on inside you. Then, Inside Tracker provides you with a concrete, science-backed, trackable action plan for reaching your performance goals and being your healthy best. Inside Tracker has been a game changer for me in terms of nutrition. I had basically no idea what was going on like with my blood work. I haven't gotten my blood work done in years until I started using Inside Tracker, and it was very telling. Let me tell you, I'm going to have a registered dietitian on to analyze my results here soon, but I have been able to make the nutritional changes I need to help like balance out my levels using that concrete science-backed trackable action plan that Inside Tracker provides for me. So I highly recommend if you're looking to up your nutrition game. Inside Tracker is offering my listeners a 25% off discount to their entire store. Just go to insidetracker.com slash Emma. That's insidetracker.com slash Emma because change is an inside job. Big shout out to Green Chef for sponsoring this episode. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. They make eating well, easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier, there's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. They're also the most sustainable meal kit. They offset 100% of their direct carbon emissions and it's plastic packaging in every box. So you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. What I love about Green Chef is that the ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped. So I spend only like 30 minutes making these meals that taste so good. And I would never be able to come up with these recipes on my own. So having Green Chef deliver all the recipes that with the ingredients that are already like basically prepped for me is so convenient and makes it so easy for me to eat delicious meals consistently. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. So I like to switch between the brands just depending on how my taste buds change. If you guys are interested, go to greenchef.com slash 90coldbrew and use code 90coldbrew to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 90coldbrew and use code 90coldbrew to get $90 off, including free shipping. Now let's get straight into the episode.
Danny, welcome to the podcast. You were a very highly requested guest. Um, so I'm excited for this episode. Someone literally <laughs> DM me, they're like, finally, it's her turn. Oh my gosh, that's so flattering. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Of course. Um, to get started, do you want to just tell us a little bit of who you are and what you're about? Yeah, definitely. Um, so my name's Danny. I'm a professional middle distance runner. Uh, for the U.S. I graduated from the University of Colorado in, my gosh, it was May now. It's coming up on a year. It's kind of crazy. (laughs) Um, I run for New Balance, and I live in Boulder, Colorado, and train with um, Team Boss and Joe Boss Hard. So I was, like, looking you up, doing some research, stalking you a little bit before this podcast. For some reason, I thought you were from Colorado. Like, I just have vivid memories of you and Katie Rainsberger racing all the time in high school, I feel like, for some reason. I don't know why I have that in my head, so I just assume you're from Colorado, but you're from Phoenix. Yeah? Yeah. So a lot of people, a lot of people think I'm from Colorado, um, and I think it's just because I, Katie used to come to Arizona and race, and I would, you know, race her in Arcadia and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I was, I grew up or was born in Indiana, and my dad was military, so we moved out to Phoenix, which also gets people confused too. Sometimes on my Instagram, when I talk about my hometown, people are like, "She's from Indiana." I'm like, "No, she's from Phoenix." Like, "No, she's from Colorado." <laughs> honestly I I'm fine with any of those places so yeah what so what do you call your hometown then um probably Phoenix yeah I mean it's tough because my whole family is in Indiana um but I definitely spent the majority of my my childhood in Phoenix when did you end up moving there Uh, I think it was 10 or 11 okay yeah nice well I guess it depends on who you ask to if someone from Indiana is you're like yeah I grew up there Right. Yeah, exactly. I, that's part of the problem too, is that I change my answer all the time. So yeah. <laughs> today it's Phoenix. Um, today it's Phoenix. <laughs> so to start off, do you just want to tell us like how you got into running, um, kind of how, like what your background is, what got you into the sport? Yeah. Um, so I grew up, I mean, I have a very athletic family. Um, I have a cousin, who plays basketball at Loyola. My little sister runs for Georgetown now. Um, my parents both ran, um, and I had a lot of, plenty of other family members that played baseball and, and basketball. So sports have always just been like a huge part of my childhood. And um, for a while, I thought soccer was gonna be the one that stuck, but uh, my sister actually started running before I did. And my parents started saying you know I think your sister is could get you in the mile right now like she's pretty good oh. and I just I just couldn't have that so I I was like I'm just gonna do track this one summer before high school and I ended up just like falling in love with the 800 and um I quit soccer like three months later uh, <laughs> but yeah so since high school I've been I've been running and and taking it seriously and um, it was definitely a family affair. <laughs> that seems to be a common theme. A lot of soccer players um, end up switching over to running. That was like a, a thing in our high school. It's like you kind of had to choose one. You couldn't do both. I mean, that's just a lot of work on the body at a young age to have to run and play soccer. So yeah, like sometimes I wish I would have done both because people definitely pull it off. But I don't even know how you could manage that. Honestly, yeah. it's so much, so much time. But yeah, impressed for those who can. <laughs> Were you good when you started? Um, <laughs> I was really not good at cross country when I started. I was not 
good at getting in a pain cave, I guess, so to speak. Um, but I really liked the 800. I thought I was this like big shot middle distance runner. Okay. Um, even though I could only run like 218, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, I just loved going fast. I still love, like when people ask me what my favorite workouts are, my favorite races, like I still love fast stuff. And if I could be like a pure 800 meter runner, I totally would be. I just, I don't have the wheels. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't, I think I was always okay at the middle distance, but cross country took me a very long time to, to get good at, or just to like it. Yeah. Which is probably the same thing. <laughs> when do you think you like mastered it? Cross country? Mm-hmm. Or, um, probably, I feel like having a good team has always been a big part of my success in cross because my high school, my junior year and senior year were on like on the cusp for qualifying for NXN. So that was always my motivation is to, you know, be good for them. And, um, same thing at CU, we were always on the podium or trying to win and stuff like that. So, um, I feel like that team atmosphere is what helped me when I was a little older in high school and then into college, especially. It's kind of funny. It really is all about the pain cave. <laughs> yeah. That's really ironic though, because you ended up winning NCAAs in cross country. So it's probably funny to look back and be like, remember when I hated it? I know. Like my mom, my mom was my assistant coach through high school and there was a practice during cross country my freshman year where I told her I was going to quit. <laughs> and she was just like all right fine like you can quit and that is the worst thing as a kid to hear like you want to her to be like no stay like yeah. you're so good but she's like I don't care like do whatever you want um and I stayed but um yeah definitely funny to look back at those memories after winning cross what is it like having your mom coach you I could not even imagine <laughs> She didn't really coach me. I mean, she was there at practice, but I think um, that's even worse than you just have your parents like watching you work out. I know. Well, she's always been just so laid back about it and she just likes watching and like being a part of it. So it's never like a, a big pressure thing. Um, but there are a lot of people that are coached by their parents and that that's really surprising to me. Yeah, I could not imagine. I feel like that would just the tensions would be too high. If I was like dying in a workout, I feel like I would just get too angry. (laughs) I know. Like your mother's sitting there staring at you. You're just like, no. Absolutely not. I quit there on the spot. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so how did you end up choosing Colorado then? Um, I, I visited a lot of schools, which I'm, I'm glad that I did. Um, but I think I just figured if, I showed up to campus and for some reason I couldn't run anymore. Um, I would still be so happy to be in Boulder um, and to be at the university. Um, and I, just, I just remember like Billy picking me up from the airport and driving me to Boulder and we kind of come up over the hill and you can see the front range and it's just, it's such a unique place. Um, and I shouldn't even be saying it because enough people are moving here and living here already. <laughs> so it's terrible don't come here it's yeah yeah place. yeah that I've heard that's a quote I see people tweeting that all the time <laughs> don't move here it sucks yeah exactly it's just so crowded because I mean there's only somewhere like you can't really move it or like make it any bigger because of the Rockies and stuff um but so many people want to live here that um 
yeah, people drive so slow here already. So I just, I can't get any, I can't get from point A to point B anymore. So, but yeah, anyway, that was a weird tangent, but I, yeah, I just love Boulder. I love CU. I love the academics and um, I just had a really good experience and I, um, it was a great decision. <laughs> that is crazy that you like were that mature to know that you should be looking beyond the sports side of it when you're going like looking at your schools I mean people always tell you to like I don't know look for a school that you'd be happy at without running or whatever but I feel like in the moment when you're like you're going for a running visit basically and you're meeting the team maybe you sit in on a class here and there but everything's very like running focused so that's nice that you like had that idea of like knowing that you would be happy without without running and that is really important because it's like rare that you go through a college experience without getting injured at some point, which is unfortunate, but it's very common. So, um, did you ever deal with that at all injury? Oh yeah. Big time. Um, well, not big time, but <laughs> more than I would have. <laughs> oh, liked, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Been there. Um, yeah. I, um, I had, I've had a lot of different things like Achilles tendonitis. Um, 2018, 2019, I had a fibula stress reaction, which I didn't even know was possible, but I made that possible. And um, just because it's it's a it's a non weight bearing bone, or like I guess, but yeah, I, yeah somehow I made it happen. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, those are my two big ones. I mean, I always, you know, distance runners always in pain one way or the other, but those are probably my biggest my biggest things. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you're kind of glad it happened because you learn a lot about yourself that is very true who you are as a as an athlete and um yeah something I learned is that 90 minutes cross training a day is my max (laughs) that is a Um, lot of cross training man well I didn't do it every day but that was yeah I mean there's people that can go like three hours or something a day I'm just like I can't can't do it (laughs) oh my gosh like nine like three hours in the pool I can't even imagine staring at the dark line on the bottom Right. And at the time I didn't have like AirPods or anything fancy like that. So I'm literally just staring at like the pool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so what did you do to help heal from your Achilles problem? Because I know a lot of people, I think that's like the most common injury question I get asked in like my DMS or just like, even if I ask like for questions on the podcast, people like, it's very common to get an Achilles injury. How did you overcome it? Yeah, honestly, if Achilles is awful, like if I could choose between Achilles and like a bone injury, I would 100% pick bone. Just that, because this is a very common answer. Yeah, it was so it just took so long to go away. And it's so painful and frustrating. Um, in 2018, I was getting ready for indoors and I was just not running consistently at all. Um, and really I think the only thing that really helped I mean, we tried everything but um just eccentric loaded drops um like calf drops um were a big I was doing like a hundred or so of those a day with like a backpack with books and stuff like I I just think loading the tissue was a huge part of getting back even though it it's feels like you shouldn't be doing it um it's uncomfortable but uh, I think that helped me a lot I slept with a night splint that kept my ankle at 
90 degrees. Um, I'm not big on anti-inflammatories and stuff like that. Um, I think it's more like the mechanic, the mechanical stuff that helps me or just, um, but yeah, I mean, anyone on the team who had Achilles stuff, I would just, I honestly text them right away and be like, do this and this and this and this, because there's so many things that you have to keep up with to, to get on top of it. But yeah, it's just awful. Like it was, yeah. I don't know if you've ever had it, but when you're moving your ankle and it like creaks, like the, oh my God. It's called that, crepitus. I still like have nightmares about that. It yeah. Horrible. It was such a gross feeling too. I don't know. It's like, you shouldn't, your ankle or like back of your foot shouldn't like feel like that when you move it. No, not even. It's like cool. a rubber band. Like, I don't even know how to describe what the feeling is. But if you know, you know, if you've had Achilles problems. But I think that's like, it's, people used to tell me that it was like good if that was happening. Like it was healing. But it always seemed to happen when I was injured. So I don't know. I don't know. I was just like, well, this doesn't seem normal. So. Yeah. Yeah. The one injury I had in college was my sophomore year. I had Achilles problems. It was brought on by my own doing. Um, I've told the story many times before, but I ran in, I was in Steamboat Springs in Colorado and I decided to do a oh. 400 workout on the road. Cause it was like snowy in spikes. Um, so I was running on ice Wait. in spikes. <laughs> Wait, you ran in spikes? It was really like, it was hands down the dumbest thing I've ever done. Like I was on the road in my victory elites or whatever they were in spikes. <laughs> Running like that, 70 pace down the road. Oh my God. I mean, I kind of like kudos, man. I, <laughs> I don't know what was going through my head. My coach did not advise me to do that. I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, I can't miss out. You know, it was like December before, yeah. before the indoor season was starting. I, but I think I also was running on the treadmill a lot there. And I think that also was like putting straight on my Achilles, but that, um, workout in spikes on ice was definitely the culprit but the thing that helped me the most was taking time off like I had a bad Achilles injury in high school too so I kind of knew how to navigate it more but taking time off and then I was going hard on the elliptical like the bike hurt my Achilles and the elliptical was like the only thing I could do that would like keep me sane and I would like look out at Hayward Field and just see all my teammates like running around the track. And I was in the rec center, just sweating buckets on the elliptical. But I also slept in a night splint, which I think really helped. And I'm the same way. Like I, my roommate started having Achilles pain, like a couple months later. And I like gave her, I was like, you have to sleep with this like toe sock thing. It hurt my toes so bad, but it worked. Um, and we got through it, but wow. Seven. I still can't go over seventies on ice. That has to be some kind of record. I, I honestly think it was. I was pretty impressed with myself until the next day. And then I had to tell my coach. I don't even remember what I told my coach, but it, I probably made some excuse. And I don't think I admitted to doing that because she probably would have killed me. But um, uh, <laughs> anyway, shout out to any people out there going through um, Achilles problems. But uh, yeah, uh, what was your favorite part of college? Oh, my gosh. Um I had such a great experience. I mean, I, I'm so lucky in so many ways, but I, I think the team was always just awesome. Like I had girls who could kick my butt on any given day, you know, um, 
and that made me way better as a runner but also um I think it just I learned a lot from you know being in a really competitive environment uh I think I don't think CU is a very is a normal environment in a good way because I just think (laughs) people are so competitive and it's such a cutthroat uh team but at the same time they all have or we all had so much respect and like love for each other at the same time um but yeah just being able to go to nationals and always have a team with me and you know always be on the team that was fighting for like the Pac-12 championship uh and then like being able to do DMRs during track like that was that was so great um all the while like living in a in a really awesome place but yeah I think the team definitely made made my four years and um I definitely miss I miss the the CU camaraderie but I'm glad I have a little bit of that with team boss too yeah I mean you have are some of your former teammates on the team boss squad too is it just well Emma Coburn is there yeah we were talking about that actually this morning I think we're up to six buffs on team boss um Joe, the coach, was a buff. Emma, me, Laura Fleet, Maddie Alm, Nick Harris. Um, and now, oh, Sarah Sutherland joined the team. So that's seven. So yeah. So there you go. Have, you basically have, you have a full squad. <laughs> you can lace yeah, back up in that Colorado <laughs> uni. Yeah. Um, right. And what was like the transition from high school to college like for you? Because when I was like in high school, Colorado was like huge mileage. Like it was kind of scary to me, to be honest. Like it was very intimidating when I thought about Colorado, but what, what was it like for you? Yeah. I think the whole running with the Buffaloes is a little deceiving. Um, I think what people don't know about Mark is he's a very um, adaptive coach and he has moved on from everyone running 100 miles a week at CU. That's just um, what I assume. I was I like, mean, oh, going there and running 100 miles. Right. Yeah, which no one wants to sign up for. That. Well, some people do. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never, I was one of the higher mileage people on the team. And I ran 70, I think was my max, um, which is pretty high. But I was, yeah, there's a whole range. There's people who run 40 and 60 and yeah, obviously there's some men who run hundred miles a week or a little over, but, um, but yeah, it was still really tough just because it was an adjustment for sure. Just the intensity and the volume went up and, um, you know, sleeping in the dorms and being around people who, um, can just wreck you every day of the week. Um, it was hard, but it was so good for me. And it was a huge part of my success. Like even my fifth year, um, when I was lucky enough to be able to win some titles, like I, McKenna Morley and Sage, they were still, you know, able to to kick my butt on the track, like running really fast or doing long runs. Like McKenna could kill me in long runs. And <laughs> so I always had people around me that were better. Um, and I would recommend if you're in high school going to college, I would definitely go somewhere where you're going to be pushed. I agree. I mean, that's the same with me at Oregon. It's like, I went to a school where everyone was basically better than me. Um, and th- though it seems intimidating at first, it 
pushes you like beyond belief to like places that you never would think that you would be able to run like times or workouts. Like it's just wild, what your environment, <laughs> how much that yeah. affects you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. How did you balance, um, like school and, uh, running and social life? Like, did you have a social life in college? <laughs> Good question. Yeah. The social life is like, better question but I know people told me I remember the whole like triangle diagram thing where it's like social life running and academics like pick two yep um and I don't know I I don't I was never one to like go to the hill where all the sororities and frats are and like go to parties and stuff like that but um the team was a huge was my social life um and I think we did a good job having little events and we would do secret santa and like a halloween party or um one year we even did like a snowball and everyone like dressed up really fancy and like we hung Whoa. Up yeah we like got after it um but yeah I mean I just think it was awesome to you get on the team and you just have like an automatic group of friends and um who have the same goals and the same struggles as you do so that made it way easier um I never struggled to to not have a social life because of that I think um but academics are definitely hard just because you have a lot of freedom uh, and your mom's not telling you to sit down and do your homework anymore <laughs> um and I definitely had like a uh I think running and academics were really similar in that I I started out not great and then I worked my way up and figured it out and was doing a lot better at the end um yeah it's tough it's not easy by any means (laughs) I feel like that's very common though like starting like freshman years is such a I don't even know what to classify it is like I feel like I was a mess freshman year and then it just gets better and better as time as time goes on you figure it out you figure out like the Mm -hmm. traveling too because like traveling takes away all your weekends and you don't really have that much extra time to study because you're gone all the time but it gets better and better as time goes on so just if any freshmen are listening to this just know (laughs) if you're struggling it gets better yeah I measured it uh, I measured it by how many times I'd call my mom crying a week and as you get older it's just less and less (laughs) yeah there you go um I'm curious did your men's and women's team like intermingle because like it really depends on the school. Like some teams completely separated. Some teams like are super close friends. Like they hang out all the time. What was Colorado like? Yeah, we were one team. Um, and I know a lot of schools are, it's not like that. Um, I think a lot of people think that Heather is the women's coach and Mark is the men's coach, but um, they're just a paired coaching duo and they, Heather coaches the men, Mark coaches the women, and vice versa. So, um, yeah, we had packs at the same time every day. Like, we would travel together and um, do pre-meet and stuff together, uh, which I think, I don't know, it was fun. I I had a lot of good guy friends on the team, and I shared a lot of cool um, achievements with men on the team, and it made it more special knowing them personally. Um, like, Joe Clucker was winning Pac-12 titles, and I know I was winning Pac-12 titles, and it was just – it was cool to share that, that stuff with the men's team. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds exciting. And it's nice to have like different perspective too. Just like getting, I don't know, guys perspective on everything is, 
is fun too. So that's nice to hear. Yeah. Is that the case at Oregon too? Um, <laughs> it really depended from year to year. Like I feel like sometimes we were closer with the guys team than others, but we had separate coaches and separate practice times. So it was definitely more of like a separate program than it wasn't like, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say we were like super close, but again, like we would have the little get togethers and everything and everyone would come, but we weren't like yeah. besties, you know, you didn't see many people being best friends with the guys team, but no hate on the guys team. It was just like that. I think because like practice times didn't align and we all traveled together and everything. So it was like, a, it was a weird mix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's like, that's pretty, I mean, we were combined and there were still days like we would take vans to long runs and like all the girls would pile in a van and all the men are piled in a van. So it's yeah. not like we, I think if the women's team obviously preferred to be around the women's team. Like um, it's not like we were all super cl- I think that's just like a natural thing that happens. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, definitely. No one wants to pile in a sweaty van with a bunch of guys after a long run. So. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> um, so someone asked on my Instagram, what, what do you think like, was more fulfilling to you winning cross country nationals or winning the 5k? Um, gosh, I mean, definitely cross. And I say that just because I got to do it with the team. Um, and we hadn't pulled off like an individual and team double win since, uh, I think it was 2000. Um, 2004 and so just being able to like share that with them was awesome um and it also like everyone everyone ran or like ran cross country so I I raced everyone and you know and that's a cool race to win obviously yeah but at the same time like the 5k was a lot harder like cross everything had kind of like fallen into place and we were having a good year and um but you know before the 5k I was injured and um yeah having you know a a really sad thing happened in my family and it was just this really like long battle to the starting line and to a point where I just got there I was like okay thank god like I'm just here and I can just race and it's fine um and then to win was was really cool um so yeah they have they were unique in their own ways but I guess cross is is probably the winner there yeah I mean both probably felt very good <laughs> yeah either way crossing the finish line in first because like the 5k is obviously a very hard event to win I mean and cross country is a super hard event to win so that is that just shows like your strength on and off the track um do you prefer like the 1500 or the 5k yeah I I prefer the 15 um I think the 5k just worked out my senior year. Cause I, since I was hurt, I just wasn't ready to be running, you know, 55, yeah. 55 last lap, lap casual. Like, yeah. Just, just wasn't ready for that. So, um, yeah, I never, I think I was in an NCAA final on the 1500 twice. Um, but I just love the competitiveness of it. I love the jostling and the pushing and the, <laughs> how fast paced it is and how tactics are so important um I mean at pre a couple years ago I was I didn't have a good day and I was 
at the back of the pack, I think. And I was still getting like pushed around. And I'm like, this is insane. Like, I'm not even, I'm not even close to winning. And I'm still getting like pushed around back here. Like, this is, but I love that stuff. I don't know. I just think that, um, yeah, I just love how competitive it is. It's so funny because from like a spectator's point of view, you can't really see how, how much people are getting jostled around in the actual like race because I remember um 2019 USA's were you in that 1500 final sorry what year in 2019 USA's oh um I don't think so oh there was some like I was there watching Nikki like doing a little video series on her and she was just like explaining to me how crazy it was in like the actual race like so many people were getting shoved and everything and like from my point of view I was like oh it looked like a normal normal day but (laughs) it is wild like I don't know why people are so aggressive like why is everyone getting pushed around you know fighting for position I guess right I mean I think it's just like a a nerve thing and I that's something that Mark and Heather really stressed and um really tried to get into my head that um, people are going to go out there and they're going to panic and you got to keep your cool if yeah. you're going to run well. And the same thing with cross, like people in the, like the first hunt, like, you know, how crazy the first like 400 meters of a cross country race is and people are falling or like <laughs> trying not to step on each other. And like, I've had like races with girls who are like screaming. Oh like, yeah. People are like, people so like cuss, people like cuss yeah. at people. And it's like funny, like you just hear it. And I'm like, why are people talking right now? Like, I know. I'm just like, geez, everyone calm down. Like, cause I think that is just, I don't know. I think it is a little bit of a waste of energy. And if it gets you going, like what, it, you know, you do you, but yeah. yeah but like I, cussing out someone else in the middle of like a race. I'm like, why waste <laughs> your time? Or like cheering. I've heard like people cheering really loud for their team, which is like, that's yeah, good. It's good. good but you, I, girlfriend. I can't muster up that much energy in a race. Like the most I'm going to do is a little like hand back there, you know, being like, come on right, like, to my teammate. Yeah. Yeah. Thumbs up. yeah <laughs> but I'm not talking. Don't catch me talking yeah. in the middle of a race. <laughs> no, definitely not in a 6K, but yeah, I know. I do think it is like a panic thing though. And um, yeah, I just gotta, you gotta keep it cool out there. <laughs> yeah. And the crazy thing about like running the 1500, which I learned from high school to college is that you need to be able to run under 60 seconds in the last lap, or you will struggle to be competitive. Um, and I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. Like when I was running the mile in high school, it's like, you don't really have to run 59 to be good, <laughs> but everything's so tactical. Like you just have to have that, that closing speed. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Jenny has closed in the 159 the last 800 I think that might have been the Olympics but like yeah that's insane like people try and do that in an open 800 and (laughs) yeah it's nuts it's a whole different level yeah what do you think you're going to focus on for this year obviously very big year (laughs) yeah big year um I don't know I mean I've been saying this for like a year but it's really just going to depend on how training is going um, and how races are going uh, for this year. I obviously like everyone else is doing, I'm just going to run whenever I have this chance that I'm making the team in. Um, but I think long-term I would love to be a 1500 runner. Uh, so hopefully 
hopefully that happens for me. But yeah, I, I still, I still don't know. I probably won't know until weeks leading up to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got some time to figure it out and I'm sure everyone will be excited to see what, what you end up deciding on, but it's nice to like have both kind of in the back of your mind, you know, just knowing that even go either way. Yeah, that's true. It's nice to, I don't know, have the ability to do one or the other. Yeah. Um, so how has that like, been a professional? How is that transition from college to now? Oh man. Um, well, I did not have a normal experience. Um, so I was talking to Sage the other day at breakfast, Sage heard up from CU and I was like, you know, I wish I could give you good advice about the whole transition, like the whole process, but mine was so weird with COVID that I'm useless. Uh, <laughs> but so it was really hard, the whole figuring out where I was going to end up. Um, yeah, because a lot you, so the season ended in 2020 before, like, were you at NCAAs when they canceled it? Yeah, so I was at Albuquerque. I'd done my pre-meet. I was getting like a little treatment done in the hotel and Mark Wetmore, bless his heart. He's just a really frank guy. Um, texted our group chat and was like, canceled. <laughs> was it like, like talk about it? Like, was there, did people know that that might've been coming or was it just out of the blue canceled? I mean, we when we were at the track, you know, basketball games were getting canceled and it just, it wasn't looking good. But obviously when you're like, I was planning on doubling and it was going to be a really big weekend. And I'm like, all right, I just got to keep my head in it regardless. Um, so I did. And then it, and it, yeah, it got canceled and it was at the time it was really, really heartbreaking. I mean, we were McKenna was there with me and she was a fifth year as well. And it was her last year and we didn't even like we purposely did not see each other for a couple hours because we were just going to be so emotional for each other and for ourselves that we all just like me and we kind of sat in our hotel room and sulked and Joe Clucker went to the mall and like got a soft pretzel. <laughs> so like We all everyone coped in different ways. Everyone coped in different ways. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was the beginning of, the end so to speak because then we we started the whole process earlier than we than we anticipated yeah so then so. you you knew outdoor wasn't happening and then so like what did you do um we got back from Albuquerque and the whole lockdown was beginning so I actually uh decided I wanted to be with some family and some friends instead of just sitting in the hotel or hotel, um, my apartment by myself. So um, I was gone for a month and just like figuring out my life and making phone calls and talking to agents and talking to coaches. And um, it was, yeah, I don't, if minutes still existed, I would have spent a lot of money that month because I was on the phone like crazy. Um, but I was really fortunate because I had I had Emma, I had Jenny, um, I had two of my teammates going through similar things with Joe and McKenna. So uh, it wasn't all bad. And the time was really, really bad for everyone. You know, I had friends who, you know, they were supposed to be 
this is supposed to be their last year of competing ever and they just didn't get to finish and or I had people who lost or friends that lost their jobs and they were trying to figure out what their next move was and um yeah it was a really complex <laughs> hard time but yeah it all sorted out and it worked out the way it was supposed to so yeah man I couldn't even imagine going through college at that time like just every like I just can't even imagine how hard that that would be just to like yeah for the people not running anymore like just being like all right you're done forever yeah yeah and it was like the the people who had a plan for after their their senior year like if they had planned to move on to PT school or um or get a job or whatever like they were kind of punished for having things worked out ahead of time because Mm -hmm. you know people got six years but like it was awesome that the NCAA gave a six year to everyone but uh, at the same time you know there are people who had grad school or there are people who um, you know had jobs lined up that couldn't couldn't necessarily take that opportunity and that was sad for a lot of people. (laughs) Did you know that you were going to be like staying with Team Boss when you I mean graduated I guess? No, I, I really didn't. Um, I, things kind of, it happened really quickly, but I, I had a conversation with Joe and I talked to Emma and I think I just decided that I wanted another team environment. And, um, Joe is just such a knowledgeable, like smart guy. And I trust him completely with my training so it and it worked out really nicely that they were still in boulder and i didn't have to make any big moves but um yeah that wasn't the original plan which so it it caught me off guard too but i, I it's worked out yeah and then what is like your training adjustment been have it has it been pretty similar to like college or what what's the difference now um i mean there's a lot of buffs on the team so i think he definitely he takes a lot of inspiration from what we did at CU, but um, my training has changed pretty dramatically and uh, my volume's gone up and the intensity has gone up just like from high school to, to college. Um, and just having to adjust to running multiple times a day and lifting more times a week and uh, just really diving in on recovery and making the, I mean, you never, you're never not thinking about running. Um, is running is a lifestyle an adjustment yeah I mean everything I do it's like okay I'm gonna take a nap not because I especially feel like it today but I should or I'm gonna eat this because I'm tired and I need more carbs or yeah it's just always always in the back of my head yeah so. do you see yourself like being a runner forever or do you have anything that you want to do after running oh yeah definitely um I don't I obviously, I want to have a long pro career, but I feel like once I'm done, I'm going to ski and I'm going to hike. And (laughs) we, we actually talked about it. We had a little team discussion not too long ago. And, um, there were some people on the team. They're like, Oh yeah, like I'm still going to run 60 miles a week. No problem. And there are other people like, I'm never going to run again. And they're like, so everyone just had a different preference and I think I'm somewhere in the middle like I feel like I'll go out and jog every once in a while um but I'd like to go back to school for something um and I'd like to do the things that I can't necessarily do right now like skiing and (laughs) hike and stuff like that so 
yeah yeah that's where I can kind of kind of see my life going I guess it's crazy like hiking is such a fun thing when you don't run like 12 miles beforehand (laughs) yeah I can only imagine and like I can imagine you you don't have to think about how tired you're gonna be the next day or like I just think I'd enjoy it way more about that stuff yeah yeah 100% um what goals do you have for yourself and like your your pro career it's pretty new so you've got (laughs) you've got a bright future ahead of you but what do you want to accomplish yeah I mean I obviously have a long way to go um a lot to improve on um but I don't want to limit myself in any way and I think um it would be I mean why not like tell myself I want to make teams and I I want to break American records and I want to like do really cool things you know um obviously there's a lot of work in between (laughs) um myself now and the kind of athlete I want to be but um yeah I think if you're a pro you should make those goals for yourself and um there's no I mean, what do I have to lose, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And like, I mean, you're so young still. It's like freshman year all over again. It's just a big transition. So right, you have many years ahead of you, but I'm sure everyone, since you are a very highly requested guest, everyone enjoys watching your experience <laughs> and will enjoy watching you in the future as well. But, um, okay. So yeah. to, to end the episode, I was thinking we go through some of the little listener questions that people asked. Um, We went through some of them already just in the episode, but these can be like little short, sweet answers just to close out um, to answer all all the questions people want to know. Some were a little weird, I will say, but I'm not going to ask those (laughs) questions. (laughs) Um, Okay. okay. You can tell me those later. (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you those after the the episode. Um, What is your favorite workout? Mm, 150s with long rest <laughs> whoa that's a new oh, one those sound like, really uh, brutal yeah ah. it is, it's so fun I love just like coming off the turn and like pretending like you're passing everyone that's yeah you're like I feel like Usain Bolt right now <laughs> right exactly um let's see take us through like a day in the life like really quick what what does your life look like Oh man, I'm going to bore you guys all to death. Okay. So I <laughs> generally, I run in the morning. So I'll get up, have my coffee and my little pre-run snack. I run, um, I go to the gym on workout days. I get more coffee, even though I probably shouldn't. And <laughs> uh, eat a big lunch and I'll shower, take a nap, uh, maybe run I've decided that one errand is my max these days which is pretty (laughs) pathetic but uh yeah I'll do that (laughs) and maybe run again and then eat a nice dinner watch some Gilmore Girls and just rewind and I'll do it again (laughs) I mean that sounds like a pretty standard day so you're you fit in you fit in with the crowd right yeah it's not a bad life that we live I guess do you have any hobbies like that people don't know about? Oh man, this is always my tough question because I don't have a lot of like fun hobbies. Yeah, it's really the like worst question. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm not like good at it or anything. I'm not gonna. I mean, I, just... I don't think that's what qualifies as a hobby. You just need to enjoy doing it. You don't have to be good. 
yeah like I think yeah sometimes I just get on my computer and I type for a while and just get some thoughts out of my head I guess but yeah yeah I don't do anything extreme unfortunately I mean not yet that's for later years when you start like skydiving (laughs) and doing all your fun stuff (laughs) (laughs) right um do you have any pre-race superstitions um I really don't like superstitions but I do have one and I it's not even something I do it's something I don't do I don't paint my nails okay ever I I painted them I went and got a manicure before cross nationals in college and we were oh it was when we were (laughs) I I knew it was gonna be that one I was like oh yeah it's a hundred percent yeah my gosh worst day ever but so happy for you (laughs) hey we we had to capitalize on on that on your one bad day we're like oh we're taking it you and your team literally ruined painting my nails for me (laughs) so my apologies that I made you have one superstition (laughs) that is funny what is your favorite like where's your favorite place to run so I had this lake house like in Indiana that belonged to my grandpa and there was like this four mile loop uh, that was really humid and full of dogs that chase you and it, it probably wouldn't be good to anyone else but me but it just reminds me of being at the lake and being uh, young and being a kid so that's probably my favorite place yeah. oh cute everyone has that <laughs> little like childhood right yeah route that no one else knows about but that is nice um and that no one else would like <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly yeah it's like I don't advise anyone actually goes there and does it it, no, mean, it will no. mean nothing to you <laughs> right um okay the last question what advice would you give to your younger self Mm. honestly I think uh calm down would be a good one (laughs) I I just like I just think I and I still do this like I just overreact and I think when you're in the moment you don't see that things are clearly going to work out okay and that everything's going to be fine and it's going to work out the way they're supposed to. So I think I just tell myself to, to not take life so seriously. Like it's, it's just life and it's going to be fine. Yeah. So. That's a good piece of advice. That's what a lot of people have said to that question. And me too. Like, I mean, it's just funny to look back. I've said this like five times, but it's funny to look back and like, think about how freaked out I was over like league meets in high school. And like, I need to win this league meet or whatever. And I'm like, why was I so stressed? Like who cares now looking back? Yeah. Like, yeah. Getting nervous to like the point of tears when I was in high school. I mean, I was like, man, I was like, not very nice to myself. Like it just, I worked myself so much that I cried before races or people like throw up and stuff like that. But oh my gosh. Yeah. Just, I just had to just tell myself to take it easy. Yeah. Know? Take it easy. Calm down. Good advice. Take it easy. Calm down. Um, okay. Well, I'm sure everyone got something out of this episode. I did. I like learning more about you. Um, where can people follow you at? Um, just social media wise yeah or wherever you want I mean I don't know probably not in like actual (laughs) boulder but don't give an address or yeah please don't Um, (laughs) uh I'm not big on Twitter I have one but it's not it's not really active but uh mostly Instagram I think it's danny.jones with two s's so 
All right, everyone go give her a follow. Um, I'm sure everyone's excited to see how the rest of the year and beyond goes for you, but thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on, it was really fun. Of course, um, to close out the episode, can we get a good old peace out, fellas? All right. Peace out, Bella. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I like talking to Danny, getting to know her a little bit better. So I hope you guys did too. If you guys love the podcast, it helps me out so much. I know I say this in every episode, but guys, it helps me out so much if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts. If you love the podcast, it literally takes 15 seconds. It's a free way to support. The reason why like rating and reviewing helps is that it adds credibility to the podcasts so that I can get like higher profile guests onto my podcast and people that you want to hear from, people that inspire you. So if you guys love the podcast, it would mean a lot if you take the time to do that. Literally 15 seconds through the Apple podcast app. If you guys want to submit listener questions or guest recommendations, follow at commas over cold brew pod on Instagram. And thank you guys so much for listening. I will hear from you guys in the next one. Peace out, Bellas. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.